we started in the last couple of years uh, periodically doing uh, liturgical type uh, communion services. And um, the truth is that there was a season where the church, really the contemporary church, kind of drifted away from, from liturgy. And much of that was because uh, they had lost value for it because they didn't understand it. And uh, it, was, it had become something that was just memorized and kind of done, done by rote rather than really understanding the meaning. And there's been a resurgence of, of liturgy in the modern day church, in particular among young people. Um, uh, they're some of the fastest growing churches uh, in America and throughout the world are actually uh, young uh, churches uh, that are liturgical liturgically based in their worship uh, because young people have discovered uh, the meaning and therefore rediscovered the value uh, for liturgy. There's some real depth in liturgy uh, and an opportunity to really uh, embrace things and, and deeply uh, embrace the truth of God, the promises of God. And so uh, today's service, our, our communion service today is more of a liturgical service. And I just want to encourage you as we participate in this together to grasp two things about it. One is just the depth of it uh, by nature. Uh, and then the second thing is we're doing this together. A, a lot of uh, what we do today in, in church is... Um, you sitting out there listening to somebody up here. And this is different. And in so many ways, it's better because we will do most of what we do today together, which is the way uh, the body of Christ functions. So we'll put some things on the screen. And uh, I will be the leader, <laughs> and you will be the people. Uh, and it'll work out really well. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light, kindled in our hearts, may shine forth in our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. At this time, we have uh, several readers who will come uh, and bring the scripture lesson for the day. The Old Testament reading today is from Isaiah 11, 1 through 16. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. 
The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to reclaim the surviving remnant of his people from Assyria, from Lower Egypt, from Upper Egypt, from Cush, from Elam, from Babylonia, from Hamath, and from the islands of the Mediterranean. He will raise a banner for the nations and gather the exiles of Israel. He will assemble the scattered people of Judah from the four quarters of the earth. Ephraim's jealousy will vanish and Judah's enemies will be destroyed. Ephraim will not be jealous of Judah, nor Judah hostile toward Ephraim. They will swoop down on the slopes of Philistia to the west. Together they will plunder the people to the east. They will subdue Edom and Moab and the Ammonites will be subject to them. The Lord will dry up the gulf of the Egyptian sea. With a scorching wind, he will sweep his hand over the Euphrates River. He will break it up into seven streams so that anyone can cross over in sandals. There will be a highway for the remnant of his people that is left from Assyria, as there was for Israel when they came up from Egypt. The word of the Lord. The New Testament reading will be from Philippians 2, 5 through 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks to you, 
The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. The word of the Lord. Winter solstice. It's the darkest day of the year. And so what happens after that is with every day, uh, more light comes. It's a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter. Um, Christmas really is, is a lot like that. That's really the message of Christmas is light coming uh, and, and everything getting better. Now, uh, we have certainly experienced in the last couple of years some difficult things. Uh, most of us in this room and most of the people in the world have been through some difficult things in the last couple of years. We've experienced loss. Uh, we've experienced hardship. Uh, there are people in this room who this year have lost loved ones. Uh, parents have, have died. Children uh, have passed away. And it's been hard. It's been a difficult, difficult time. And, and the thing that uh, the darkness teaches us uh, is to really value the things that are important, uh, the things that we truly need rather than just the things that we want. Uh, and so we've learned in a season of hardship, uh, we've learned the things that are of true value, uh, things like family uh, and, and good friends and as we walk with God, the thing that we have learned to place such value on is trust. Uh, trusting God. It really is the foundation uh, of our relationship with him. Uh, love and obedience, of course, are incredibly significant, incredibly important. But can we really uh, fully love and, and fully obey if we don't trust and so trust seems to be the foundation. Trust seems to be the key because things don't always go uh, the way we want them to go or the way we think they will go. And, and when things don't happen the way we expect them to happen or when things ha happen in a really difficult way and we expected it to be that way, uh, even then, trust is key. Mary was about 15 years old, maybe 14. 
when an angel came to her. And the angel said, uh, you're going to have a child. And your child is going to be called uh, the son of the most high. And uh, she couldn't believe it. Uh, she looked at this angel and she said, how, how can this be? I've never been with a man. And then the angel said something that was even more profound. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Uh, the child that, that you will have will be the Son of God, Savior of the world. And Mary said, at the ripe old age of 14, okay. Can you imagine? Her words actually to the angel were, let it be to me as you have said. In other words, doesn't matter what I think, doesn't matter what I feel, what matters is what you have spoken, and I trust it. I put my trust in what you have said as a messenger from God. And that's, that's trust. That is the message of Christmas. How do we do that? How do we trust Mary trusted because there was nowhere else to go. There was no other explanation for what she had been told except to put her trust in God. Uh, God has made promises to us. Uh, and there are things uh, that sometimes it's hard to believe when we look at the circumstances of our lives. Uh, sometimes it's hard to believe that the darkest Day has passed because it seems like darkness is surrounding us. But the light truly has come into the world. And we can trust the words of his mouth. And Jesus himself said, I came to make all things new. And he is, in fact, making everything, even as we speak. He is making everything new. Doesn't matter how we feel. Doesn't matter what we see. What matters is what he has said. And our response to him is let it be unto us as you have said. We're going to say together at this time the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty Maker of heaven and earth, and all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit. He became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. 
and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the whole world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Guide the people of this nation and all nations of your world in the ways of justice and peace that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Bless all those whose lives are closely linked with ours, and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. You who do truly and earnestly repent of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbors and intend to lead a new life following the commandments of God, walking from this day forward in his holy ways, draw near with faith and make your humble confession to Almighty God. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all people, we acknowledge our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty. We do earnestly repent and are truly sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous to us. The burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, most merciful Father. For thy Son and our Savior's sake, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may ever after serve and please you in newness of life to the honor and glory of your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with honest repentance and true faith turn to him, have mercy upon you. Pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the word of the Lord to all who truly turn to him. This is a true saying and worthy of all to be received that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, 
Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the perfect offering of our sins. And not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the remission of sins. Do this as often as you shall in remembrance of me. At this time, we're going to invite you to come, and, and we're not going to uh, require that you come in any particular order, but just going to allow you to come as you are ready to come. We have two stations uh, today. On this side, uh, we will have some, uh, someone serving you. And then on this side is, I don't know if you would call it the more COVID-friendly, where you take a, a prepackaged um, communion set, and you can take it back to your seat, actually, and receive it there. And so uh, you're free to go to whichever side you wish. Um, but we wanted to, to make both available to you uh, so that you can choose uh, which way you go. Uh, I'm going to ask, you can stand, you can sit, you can do whatever, uh, but I just ask you to take a moment to meditate and just Listen to the Lord and focus on Him.